You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 53. I am super excited for today's guest. I feel like we've all had a belief in our life at some point or another that we are just not talented in a specific area. Sometimes we leave that belief unchecked. We continue with life, carrying around that label and telling ourselves and everyone that crosses our path that we're challenged at writing, speaking, singing, drawing, math, or whatever it may be. Today's guest, Agita, will have you reconsidering these labels as she describes her journey into music and teaching others the joy of singing. Hi, Agita. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Maria. I am really happy to be here and thank you for having me. I have a lot of questions. So let me start with asking how you became a vocal coach. It's quite a long story because I am not only a vocal coach, I am also a singer. And I think it all started there that when I was a small girl, my parents uh, decided that I need to go to the music school, just that I am not uh, running around after the school and doing things which comes to my mind. So as a distraction, they sent me to music school and I really fell in love with music to learn music. And I had a great uh, singing teacher. Yeah, she kind of uh, pushed me a little bit more to actually think about it in a more professional way. So I entered the conservatorium in uh, Latvia, where I'm originally from, and uh, did my vocal studies there. And uh, part of uh, those studies was also that we needed to learn not only how to sing on our own, but also how to teach other people to sing. And uh, that was a great addition because almost directly after I finished uh, studying singing, I started also to work with other people who wanted uh, to sing on their own. Then I came uh, to the Netherlands where I am living right now to study more singing actually and more and more learning about my voice. I discovered that I really like to also help other people to discover their voices and uh, just to let them learn how to use them in a healthy way and uh, just let them sing songs which they really love to sing for themselves. At what age do you think you realized that you wanted to do something professionally with your voice? I was uh, quite young. I think it was, I was around 12, 13, when I was quite sure that I will do something with music. I was not yet sure if it was singing at that time because uh, I also studied choir conducting. So I thought maybe I will become a choir conductor. But it was around 17 when I was really sure that I don't want to stand in the front of a choir but I want to be the one who is actually singing. Oh my goodness. So I I was on your Instagram page and I watched several of your videos and your voice is just incredible. And I just wanted to tell you, my goodness, it blew me away. It was beautiful. Thank you very much. I noticed on your your page, you said you're a soprano. What is your favorite thing about being a soprano? That's a hard one (laughs) because I think it's very similar as often people with straight hair want to have curly hair and the ones who have a curly hair or want to have straight one. It's very mm-hmm. often, I think, also in a musical world that sopranos want to have qualities of other voices and then other voices want to have qualities of sopranos. I think ability of being able to sing a lot of diverse repertoire
repertoire. I think it also falls for other voices. It's nothing, something very explicit only to sopranos. Okay. I'm not very well versed in this area. So I started thinking, well, maybe if you're wanting to perform in an opera, you have the opportunity for more roles, or maybe that's not the case. I was just curious if there was more range for you if you had a soprano voice. No, it's actually more harder because I think the most common voice type what we have in the world is a soprano. So even if there is more roles, (laughs) there will be also much bigger concurrence from other singers as well. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's incredible that you discovered your voice at such a a young age. For some reason, it always seems to me, or it's easy for me to believe that I can improve my handwriting, my running time, my cooking skills. But to me, voice always feels like it's a God-given gift. And I feel like as far as developing a singing voice, I've always wondered, can anyone develop the ability to be a decent singer, if not a good singer? I truly believe that uh, actually almost uh, everyone can sing because, uh, yes, there is a part of talent. I'm not going to deny it. You need to have some talent, but you can say it about a lot of crafts that you need to have a little bit of talent and the rest you can achieve is a hard work because we all can talk. And the mechanism what we are using for singing is exactly the same what we are using when we are talking. So if you are able to say words, it's already part of the success that you will be able to make sounds because word, what you're saying is also a sound. It's uh, just that uh, next to only saying something, you also need to train your ears. And I think that can be a little bit harder part, but also that's all a question of amount of work what you are willing to put in. And uh, yeah, sometimes it can also take time because it's, it's for sure singing is not a craft which you learn not in one month, not in one year. It really takes uh, yeah, several years to uh, discover how your voice sounds and uh, yeah, what you can do with it. What are your okay. abilities? Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it too, is that I feel like for us in the United States, we get introduced to music at a young age through maybe grade school, but it really isn't anything that you develop. Maybe you attend a music class once a week in school, but it's not until you actually get private lessons that you really dive deep into maybe your singing ability or if you want to play an instrument. So for me, it seems that because you don't attend often enough, I don't think you recognize that. I think almost somebody has to spot the talent outside of the classroom and then say, hey, maybe we should develop this. You know, most of my students, they follow weekly lessons as well. Big part of my studies was also weekly singing lessons. So it's not that, I don't think that that's the main factor. It's more about if you are willing to take a job home. Even if you attend that one private lesson a week with your teacher, question is, are you willing to do some work when you arrive at home and your teacher is not next to you anymore and not giving you advice? And I think, yeah, the answer hides in there. But uh, even uh, with uh, one lesson uh, a week, only with a teacher's guidance, I think there is still a lot of possibilities what you can uh, discover. You know, that's so true. I used to take piano lessons and it was once a week and then I would get home, I would put my books away. And then the day before the lesson or the morning of the lesson or 20 minutes before the lesson, that's when I practiced. So you can imagine I never got very good at piano, but I think you're right though. It's the constant practice. I think that will definitely make a talent flourish into something more. So I love that. So it isn't something that you're just born with. You roll out of bed and you have this gorgeous voice. You have to work on it still. 
Yeah, it's exactly the same as if you look at athletes. They also, like, of course, you can say that maybe someone is born with better uh, physical abilities. I don't know, someone has longer legs, so you can think that they can run quicker. But in general, it's a really hard work what they are doing year after year to succeed and to be good athletes. And it's similar in singing. It's, of course, uh, there can be someone with a beautiful voice and they once a year they sing for their family and everyone really loves it. But there can be also someone maybe who's voice is not so great but they put a work in for a year every week and uh, in a year they maybe will sing better than uh, someone who had a beautiful material from the beginning but didn't put so much work in it oh that's so encouraging <laughs> well what was the the moment that encouraged you to become a coach did you have somebody asking for assistance or what was that one thing that it made you realize you wanted to be a vocal coach i don't think that i have a one thing it just somehow came to together with myself being a singer and then already singing for other people it gave me a lot of joy and then I just thought yeah why not to transfer it also into singing teaching practice that would be one reason and yeah of course as a performer it takes quite some time till you are able to build up that people recognize your name that they start to invite you to have concerts with you but for me it was a little bit quicker way just to start to gather students because I think there is always someone who wants to uh, learn to sing and that's how I just started. Uh, what would you say has been the biggest struggle in your business? Yeah, the biggest struggle I think is that when I studied in music academy in conservatorium, no one was teaching really us about uh, how it is in the real world, if I can say it like that. We were all very concentrated on perfecting our craft, how to sing, what kind of music to sing, how long to sing, uh, what are the best vocal techniques. For me, the biggest struggle, and um, it's getting better with every year, is that afterwards you are out of some kind of institution, out of, out of conservatorium, you need to do everything on your own. You need mm. to be your own uh, business manager, you need to be your own uh, accountant, you need to uh, yeah, schedule everything for yourself, and then if you uh, want to get it more out, you also need to be your own social media manager, like everything is on your own shoulders. So you study for one role, and in the end, you end up doing so many. I think that goes for a lot of creative entrepreneurs. A lot of what you do is you try to make art and you're just having so much fun doing that. And then you have to actually sell it. Like you said, keep track of all of the accounting and promoting it. Are you running sales? Are you shipping? There's so much that's involved with running a small business that to me, I always think, whoa, I think that's the one thing that we're missing is having that ability to get the tips that you need so that you're successful in that area. Yeah, I can completely say that it's actually a pity that at least in the time when I was studying, there was not a lot of guidance in it. And then it's like one morning you wake up with your master diploma in your pocket, but you have no idea what to do next. Because yeah, there is a very small percentage of people who luckily land with an agent directly after their studies, but it's a very small percentage of everyone who studies arts or music uh, or anything creative. But for the rest of us, we need to learn like what we are going to do and as you say like you want to create your art because for me also singing is a big part but I cannot sing in my living room for days because no one is going to yeah okay my neighbor will hear me my family <laughs> will hear me but are they the ones who are going to give me a job probably not probably they will right. pay me to shut up <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so funny. You're right, though. I do think the struggle is always probably going to be in running your own business, which is why I think it's nice to be able to ask people questions on a podcast or to be able to go on a blog or a YouTube channel where people can explain the ins and outs of business because it really is something that's missing, I believe, in most of our educational systems. I can only agree. So how often are you performing on stage? And has that been affected by the pandemic? Um, of course, it has been uh, greatly affected by uh, pandemic. I can't say that in Netherlands we had the strictest lockdown, but uh, still all the bigger events, especially connected to Opera World, were, for me, they were cancelled. And also uh, small concerts, a lot of them were cancelled. So uh, this year has been very, very quiet yes. uh, in performing. That's why I also started to be more active on social media, because I think it's, uh, we already said it, as an artist, you want to create. And uh, for me, usually concerts are these moments moments when I create can create my art and share it with people. So I started to be more active on social media and share yeah, my singing also there just to kind of be in that creation mode and not lose it and not get stuck only with teaching because also that one has been uh, very limited because I think that's also another part of a challenge for a lot of music teachers this year that we needed to move a big part of our studios online. Of course, it took time to figure out how it works. It took time to learn for us as teachers but it also took time for students who were not used to learn music online uh, yeah how to do it because lessons are very different online or in person i think both of them were great but it's just something different what we all of us needed to get used to this has been a challenging year as i think for a lot of uh, businesses yes i agree and what does it look like to be a student like what is your ideal student and who are these classes for that you offer i work with a uh, quite uh, different uh, level students if I can say like that for me most ideal is that students really want to sing on their own my audience is a little bit I would say starting from teenagers and adults up for me the biggest thing what I always look uh, in my students is enthusiasm that uh, they are enthusiastic about their singing lessons and that they also know what kind of music they want to sing I am personally trained classically that's the degree in which I also got uh, classical singing but right now I am working uh, with students who also like to sing pop music or some jazz standards I also I try to develop myself in different genres as well the biggest part for me is they are enthusiastic and they know what kind of music they want to sing together then we learn you don't need to know notes or how to read music in general you can have no musical experience before just the real wish to learn about your voice oh wow okay that's great to hear <laughs> There's hope. Yeah, I know. It's very often uh, people think like, oh, and now I'm going to take some kind of music lessons, whatever it is, singing or instrument, and I already need to know all the notes and uh, all the music terms and I don't know, like an extra study before that one. But uh, with my students, I always just uh, work on it when they start lessons and if they have no previous musical experience, we just take it step by step. We learn together how we can learn melody if you can't play piano, because that's also a lot of people think like, oh, I, if I want to take singing lessons I need to know how to play piano because at home I will need to learn the melody but mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of other tools which you can use how to learn to play the melody and that we also slowly learn different musical terms because also things which you use in classical music not always you will use in pop music so maybe for someone who wants to sing pop music not all of that is needed. 
I want to share a time-saving tip that we have been enjoying for the last year. We subscribe to ButcherBox in an effort to make our shopping trips less of a hassle. Our grocery bill is more predictable, but so is the quality of all of the meat that we receive. All of the beef is 100% grass-fed, the pork is from heritage breeds and vegetarian-fed, the seafood is wild-caught, and the chicken is truly free-range. I love knowing that everything that comes in my ButcherBox order is of great quality. You can choose your box size and even customize what you get in your order. The best part is that you can find a ton of tutorials on their site on how to make each cut that arrives. They have great recipes, and as a bonus, you can enjoy watching the dry ice that comes in each box melt in your sink. I can't say enough great things about this company. Be sure to visit the show notes for a link to their page and to take advantage of this month's deals. Now back to the show. How does that work? How long are the lessons or what is the recommended length of time? Do you buy a year's worth of sessions or do you go month by month? Most of the time I work month by month, but I also take like individual appointments because as I am a performer on my own, sometimes uh, I can have a performance fall onto the teaching day and then I need to ask my students to reschedule. That most typical amount of time is uh, 45 minutes to a long lesson once a week. But okay. I have students who also take 60 minutes long long lesson once a week. And I have some younger ones who have more than enough with also 30 minutes of singing. Oh, yeah. yeah I imagine with the younger ones, that must be harder. <laughs> yeah, because um, they just want to have fun and they are not so interested in learning the technical part. So right. after uh, yeah, 25 minutes, 30 minutes of singing, they are done and uh, yeah. they are like, okay, see you next time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Are you doing most of your classes online? I have some students who try transfer to online classes, especially when we had a stricter lockdown here. And uh, yes, at this moment, I still have some openings uh, because online, uh, of course, gives more freedom, not only for my students, but also for me to schedule classes a little bit freer, not so strict only on the moments when uh, I can do it in my studio. I think that's great, especially if there's people that are not local to you. I would imagine that that would be really enticing if somebody can hire you and they're not in the Netherlands. Yeah, that's that's actually, that's a funny story as well, that, that when I see as an opportunity what the pandemic has opened for us, because if before I mostly worked with the students uh, who are exactly from a city where I am living, because they were used to come to me and they had to have lessons in person. When the pandemic hit, actually some of my old students who for some reasons have moved out or moved to another city, they suddenly came back. And oh, I yeah. also acquired some new students who are not even from the Netherlands. So so from oh, wow. that perspective, of course, pandemic has uh, given us other opportunities that we can also teach online. And we don't need to be not in the same room, not in the same city, not even in the same country. Right. I think that's amazing. That's wonderful. And, you know, I feel like, I mean, I, I do believe the pandemic has been very difficult for a lot of reasons, but I also see it as an opportunity when you have less things that you're able to go and do. It kind of gives you the opportunity to sit at home and maybe perfect something that you've always wanted to to work on, or maybe not perfect, but work on maybe a talent like singing or drawing or whatever. So I would imagine now is the time to do it since you're already sitting at home. I mean, why not sit at home and practice? Yeah, exactly. And I think any hobby what you pick up can uh, give you some extra joy and also exactly. can help you to release some of that stress, which I think during this time, all of us are experiencing some stress because uh, yeah, it is completely different life, like what we were living one year ago. So um, exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Singing can uh, greatly help with uh, releasing it as well. I always find it changes my mood. You know, I mean, whether good or bad, if you're sad, you listen to a sad song and it makes you sad. Or if you're, you know, in a, in a, just an okay mood, you listen to something uplifting and I think it really changes how you feel. So it's such a powerful tool that I, I don't think enough of us really tap into. Yes, that's completely right. Music can greatly affect how we are feeling. And it's also often that people are like, how do you say it? Like you can have like a psychological preference of your music. It's something like what you exactly said. Maybe when you are sad, you listen to something what is sadder so you can go through the grief, what you are maybe feeling at that moment. Right. And uh, yeah, as you say, in the morning, like you wake up and not like completely energized and you put some energetic uh, playlist and it will give you more energy to start your day. But uh, we also cannot forget that music in general can improve ability to do specific tasks because it helps us against being bored. Mm. And uh, also music uh, always stimulates the intellect because we are more concentrated when we, there is music to listen to. Oh yeah, that's so true. I never thought of that. Especially when you're doing chores around the house. It seems like if music is on, the chores go a lot quicker <laughs> yeah. and things aren't so gloomy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the thing. It's like your attention is more on spot. Well, so I had another question regarding the type of work that you do. So I feel like a lot of us have the ability to be creative and we put art into the world without being so public. So I can open up a shop and maybe nobody ever even knows who I am because I'm just making art and maybe selling it online. We're constantly told that we need to show up more on social media, show our faces. People are really saying video, you know, all the experts are saying video is really important. So since your talent is something that is something that you have to share with the world very publicly, can you tell me how you overcome the fear or jitters of performing so publicly? Hmm. Like, do you have any tips for us so that we're not so scared of the camera or scared to be seen? Because your profession, you have no option. You know, you can't really hide behind a curtain and sing. Yes, that's, uh, that's very true. I can't do that one. Right. <laughs> that would be a really weird performance. <laughs> I need to admit that even my profession is very public. Also, because you asked about video, like how to maybe be more confident in video, it took me a long time as well to just get used uh, to talk to camera, to sing to camera when I do not have audience. But if I look back at everything what I have done in my life and how it all has developed, I never really have had like a huge stage fright. I always feel very excited when uh, I can go and perform for people. Like when there are live performances, it gives me like a great excitement and not so much like a fright that I would be scared of it or I would want to go hide. But there for sure are techniques what you can use. And uh, I think one of the biggest parts is to be prepared. And that's when you can uh, do in singing and also if we talk being public uh, with your face in social media. Because of course, if I take a song which I never ever sang through before and run to the concert, probably there will come some fright into me. Am I able to do it? Because I will have only one shot there on a the stage. Right. But if I take something what I know that uh, I studied the last uh, weeks, I, maybe I even know it already by heart and I feel confident uh, that I can get from the beginning till the ending at the best what I can do at this moment, I think it will give me more excitement to go and share it with people. And I see it similar also with 
videos on social media. If you grab your phone and think like, oh my God, I now need to film something for myself because everyone told me I need to be more visible with my face. Probably mm -hmm. only thing what will come out will be some kind of stutter and like, oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. But uh, if you will even spend 15 minutes before that one just to preparing what you are going to say, what are points, what message do you want to tell people, it will become much more easier. And then also for me, it's also difficult because I have been with music and performing since quite early age as a child. Yeah, as I told, I went to the music school and already there we had like concerts where we needed to sing for a small public, like was it our parents or other uh, students. Also just practicing that performance helps mm -hmm. you to overcome. Because I always tell my students, uh, if you have a possibility, make a small concert even for your teddy bears, you know, put them oh. in one row, all your plush toys and sing for them your song. And then next time invite your brother or sister in a room and then sing also for your mother and father. Or if you live in a student house, make a small concert for your fellow students that you kind of feel what it is to have that sudden rush of adrenaline through your body. But then right. also like with a small steps overcoming it. Because of course it is scary if someone would also say to me now, go and sing for one million people, uh, unknown repertoire. I would probably had a stage fright. But right. if I prepare for it and I know that I have taken my small steps towards it, it will be much more easier. That makes so much sense. Like you're saying, if you could just get a little bit used to the camera, maybe after some time it becomes less frightening. But I love that you kind of dived into it at such a young age. So I feel like a lot of times when we try things at a younger age, it becomes easier for us to deal with it as adults then because we're maybe used to it a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. But I'm, I'm really thankful that I am from Latvia, from country because uh, from the small country, because there we have a really, really still big uh, possibility to study different arts from an early age. I don't see, yes. for example, so much here in Netherlands where I am now. And it's a kind of a pity that uh, we do not let our children to experience it as well. I, I think you're definitely right about that. It seems to me that you learn things so much quicker and you find a passion for things when you're exposed to it at a younger age. That's true. And I think also um, studying arts, like what I see from myself and uh, from friends uh, with whom I was uh, studying together and also later in Music Academy, you learn a really great deal of self-independence because it's not that uh, you do only your school and uh, then it's done maybe you need to do some homework in the evening and then it's next day of school and the rest of the time you can do whatever you want on the moment when you have a hobby to practice afterwards your regular school it makes you more organized you know that you still need to do this one and then maybe you need to practice for your hobby and how do you put it in your regular schedule yeah for me it yeah it really made me more self-independent that i can do things on my own right I can imagine. Yeah, you have to be disciplined if you have to, if you're going to fit everything into your day. Where can we find your services? You can find uh, information about me on my website. It's uh, www.egitahilen. Probably, I think it's easier if you write it down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the best. Yeah, there you can uh, find uh, information, what kind of concerts I offer, what kind of lessons I offer, how you can come in contact with me that's the best way and if you just want to have like a inspiration about singing then the most I share on uh, Instagram yes yeah I found your page to be so incredible I love all the little tips that you offer people it's encouraging because like I was saying before to me it always felt like if it was 
something that you were born with and you're just one of the lucky ones. But I love the idea that you're saying that with a little practice and some time that you have the ability to become a good singer. But I think that's the most important that uh, you can just get some joy by learning to sing. And you cannot forget that voice is one of the things which we are all using every day. And just to know how to use it in more effective way can also be very useful, especially even if you are not a singer, even if you have a profession as a teacher where you maybe need to talk all day long or you need to present a lot or, I don't know, any other profession where you are really using your voice a lot. It's uh, good to know how to relax it more, how to use it in a more efficient way. Is there something what you can do even without singing to kind right. of improve your voice? And uh, I talk also a lot about that on uh, Instagram because, yeah, my students, they get it uh, together with my lessons. But uh, I find it really important to let uh, all the other people to know about it as well. That, because we so often we forgot about uh, our uh, yeah two li- little vocal folds, which are just hidden there in our throats. And uh, we just forget that we are using them every day, how we are using them, what influences actually your voice, that it's not just there because it is there. I'm going to go back through and, and visit all your little lessons, your mini lessons. Well, thank you, Agita. Thank you so much. You left me with hope. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another amazingly talented artist sharing her insight with us today. After speaking with the Gita, I began to think about the labels that we all carry around. Maybe some shortfalls are not a big deal, but if you're ready to put that label aside, look for a talented teacher to help you improve your skills. There are so many things that we can change if we only invest a little bit of time. I'll have Agita's contact information in the show notes, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 